Hi, this is Feed, Play, Love, the parenting podcast that you can fit in your pocket. Short, informative and interesting interviews about everything from toilet training to how emotion coaching works. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. The next interview is one of the diamonds from our archive. Enjoy. My husband and I have had a running discussion, shall we say, since before either of our children were born. Um, What you need to know about him is that he played a lot of sport as a child and apparently was very good. And he believes that sports, any sport, will be essential to both of our children's development. I, on the other hand, loved dancing. Wasn't necessarily any good at it, but I loved it. And reading, read all the time. So, of course, I think that a love of reading and being able to be involved with the arts, whatever that is, will be important for them as well. Neither of us want our kids to be overscheduled. So how do we choose what's most important for our kids' development? Well, Danielle Jens is here to help with that. She's the child care manager with the Benevolent Society. Hi, how are you? Hello, it's lovely to be back. So... Do you think there are certain activities that help with a child's development? So when my husband and I are talking about something like this, um, he thinks I'm completely ignorant because I was never a sporty kid and I was never in a team. And he's like, but you don't understand. Team sports are so good for you and they teach you about, you know, cooperation and sharing and turn-taking and all that fabulous stuff. Which oh, and, and winning. Winning and also how to lose. Oh, no, he's not, he's not, he's not big on losing. <laughs> According to him, he only ever won. Of course. Um, but so when he talks about it, I'm like, oh, well, I can see how that's a good skill for them to have. Um, and then, but then I say, well, you know what? Maybe they don't want to be a soccer player. Maybe they want to be a ballerina. And then the discussion becomes, well, what is our role as a parent in guiding um, the things that they might like to do that will help them? Sure, absolutely. And it's around... I think all parents want to do the best for their children, generally speaking. I think we hope that we can give them a rich opportunity of experiences. Things like sport can be tricky for some families because generally it does cost money to to engage and enrol in different sports. The great thing about school sports now is schools seem to put a great priority into having a wide variety of sports over their terms, which is lovely. It gives children the opportunity to really have a go at lots of different things and maybe that helps them narrow down what they really enjoy and what they're not so fussed about or not so enthusiastic about. With your under fives, they're just so rich with let's get in and give things a try with some encouragement and some opportunity. I think it's important that we can step back a little bit if we can and say, well, I was great at sport. And I really enjoy being part of a team. Sounds like your husband just <laughs> reveled in it. Yeah. Um, and the parts that really fascinated or gave you enjoyment or delight in that, well, it was, you know, that I had friends outside of school or that I felt like I was contributing or I was really good at it. So it made me feel that I had some confidence and some competence at something special. All of those things that actually made it important for you. And if you can do that, it probably helps give you a little bit of mindset as to why you'd like to encourage your child into something similar. It can be tricky if you have, you were really sporty, for example, taking sport. 
your child's not so fussed on sport and they may be a little bookworm and their thing is just devouring books and getting into books. And that can be a bit difficult if they've got someone saying, well, yeah, books are great, but they're for going to bed. And, you know, it's Saturday morning, let's go. And they're saying, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, that's what I, and, and that's the dichotomy of our uh, parenting relationship, really, because that was me. I was the awkward kid who was terrible at sports. And so participating in sport only undermined my confidence. And you always picked last. Yeah. Because well, your nobody, friends know you know so, not oh, so good. Why would we want her to left feet? But then my husband's experience was as a, you know, AFL champion. Terrific. So, you know, apparently taking all these hangs and whatever that is. And so he only sees it through his prism of, of confidence building. So in that, in that instance, what decision do you make? When we're talking about young kids, so let's say under six, so most of those children don't have the opportunity to uh, participate in – those sorts of things, sports or creative arts or whatever, until, so up until school, it's really the parents who are deciding, Absolutely. okay, let's start them in gymnastics or soccer or um, ballet. Tennis or music. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you advise when you're looking at your little one thinking, oh, it might be nice to enroll them in a class of some description and, you know, you've got the hubby saying, I want them to do soccer and the wife saying, well, I'd like them to do ballet. Sure. I think the really great thing about when they're under fives and it's been my experience, my fortune, I have to say, for the sport that both of my children have done, I was able to take them along and the people who were running, say, for example, Taekwondo, um, who were running the, the particular place where I take my children, bring them in, let them have a go. If they like it, then you're welcome to sign up. And I thought that was a very, very open, transparent opportunity for them to go in, give it a go. If they absolutely hated it, no problem. There wasn't a uniform bought. There weren't fees paid. It was a one-off time where they gave it a go and it didn't actually turn out to be what they thought or what I thought. Um, If you've got the opportunity to do that, give them a go. If you think, you know, that they love kicking the ball around at the park when you go to the park, they might be into soccer or into football or something along those lines. If they love hanging upside down on the monkey bars, then it might be that they're a gymnastic kind of focus or they'd really enjoy that sort of skill. I think it's important to remember that it should be fun. I think sometimes as parents, if we have a particular focus, for example, it might be that we really think our child's going to be quite talented with music because they've always loved music from the day they've been born. They can play um, the harmonica. They're just, you know, <laughs> the, the saucepans get banged in rhythm and, you know. Do you know my all children? Sorts, all sorts of fun things can happen. in. in music. So they're going to start playing the piano when they're two. Then I think it's important that we remember that it should be their children. It should be fun. If it stops being fun, maybe it's actually not for them. Maybe it's more for us. And and how much do you see um, with your work with children and parents that parents are feeling, um, like I, I was thinking about enrolling my daughter in ballet because I thought she'd love it and it'd be fun. But yeah. there was a little part of my brain saying, oh, she's almost four and 
I've heard Have of I missed people, out? Yes, I've heard of people oh, starting their yes. kids really early and am I yeah. making it harder for her to enjoy later because I didn't enroll, enroll her at the prime time? So Absolutely. as a parent, it's like, oh, am I doing her a disservice not to start her because when... Because she wasn't wearing nappies at the same time she was wearing ballet shoes. <laughs> Points. Have I, have, <laughs> there we go, points. Have I missed the have ballet I missed boat? Is, is she not going to be part of the Australian ballet that's, now? That's well, it. I mean, that's the extreme. Of I'm obviously not is. thinking that far ahead. But do you see parents for some, for some worrying parents about it that? Is. Mm. For some parents, we have a real concern. We, we always parent through fear and anxiety. <gasps> if they don't start music at two or three, then they're going to be four or five years behind if they start, start when they're in primary school. There's children out there who have already mastered a particular instrument and they're on to their second and third one or they're learning two and three simultaneously. Oh, my goodness, my child's going to be so far behind them. And really, if if we're able to, to take our fear and anxiety out of it, does it really matter if they're that far behind? Um, it's the same with some sports. You know, you can see parents that's, that really try and drive and give their child lots of opportunity to play a particular sport and they become so excited and so passionate about it because they loved it as a child or they wished they were great at it. Even if their child does have a natural attribute towards being great at soccer, for example. Um, but the child may just like to go and enjoy having a kick around with the ball. It doesn't mean they actually want to play it seriously or long term or we forget to just look at the here and now. Maybe just look at this season and let's just see how they enjoy this season. I think it's a great opportunity if they do enrol in something and they're old enough, you know, they're four or five and you're saying, look, I'm going to, you love dancing around at home, you know, we put music on and you're doing all sorts of beautiful dance. And so what I found a place that we can go and you can do special dancing, but it goes for, for, you'll have to go 10 times. So there will be 10 Mondays where you go. Um, Just to give them an idea that there's a commitment there. I think that that can also be a really rich opportunity for children to learn that, you know, you can start something, but it's important that you see things through too. Um, that commitment that you, we're talking about supporting your children's development through different things like sport or art or dancing, whatever it might be. And um, Danielle, you just mentioned that word commitment, which sure. I find interesting because I know that I begged my parents to let me learn piano mm-hmm. and I probably was into it for about two years and then I realised sure. I hated practising <laughs> and I hated scales. It was the worst thing of in the course. world. I pity my poor piano teacher. He'd come in and I had to look like thunder on my face because I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, but I... My parents did say, well, you're going to see this through to a certain point. Yeah. And I think there was, uh, I'm not a piano virtuoso, but <laughs> there was a lesson in that, right, in terms of seeing something through. Yeah. Um, at what point or what age do you think it's appropriate for parents to say, actually, let's keep going. You, you committed to this now. Let's keep going for a bit longer. And when is it appropriate to allow them those little tastes and say, oh, okay, you don't like that. Let's move on and try something different. Sure. I think, of course, you have to be aware of the, the age of the child. Um, if you say a year to a child who's four, they have absolutely no concept of what that is, how much that is. Whereas if you say to a, a four-year-old, we're going to go for five Mondays and you have a calendar and you mark, you might circle those five 
Mondays. That's how long we're going to give it a, a try for. And after those five Mondays, then we can see how we feel about it, whether you want to do five more Mondays or whether you think maybe you'd like to try something else. And that's okay. Because sometimes you don't actually know if you're going to like something until you give it a go. Your child may love dancing around at home to the Wiggles, go to ballet class and think, what am I doing? <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> this, is, this is not Dorothy the dinosaur. You know, where is Romp, Hop and Chop? It's not <laughs> happening for me. So I, I, I think it's important too to remember that our child's idea of what they're going to be doing and our understanding of what we know they're going to be doing can be two completely different things. Mm. So it's giving that sort of space in a time frame. And if you can give them, you know, for example, with, with me, I had a child at three that was desperate for Taekwondo because his older sister had done it. So he was used to going and seeing her. I really didn't want to start him at three. I thought, are you kidding me? And I said to him, well, all right, you can go in and have one go. And let's talk about it after that. Well, one go, he was sold. That was it. You know, that's where I want to be and that's what I want to be doing. Terrific. Um, My daughter, she wanted to do a particular sport and she begged me for, I didn't think she'd like it at all. I thought she'd hate it. She begged me for a year and I thought, you know what, you've persisted for a year. All right, give it a go. (laughs) Here she is, four years later, still going. So, um, but she was much older. Mm, You know, she was seven at the time. So it's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's about really knowing your child and putting things in timeframes that are workable for their age. That sounds fabulous advice. Danielle, thank you so much for coming in again. It's a pleasure. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.